Welcome to the Yabo Podcast, Get Busy Living, Episode 6. Today, your hosts are Eric Delgizo, Max Massbaum, and special guest, Andrea Dudek. With a couple of, I guess, stop-in guests, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Dustin Hart. And uh, Benjamin Booth. We got a fun-filled day for you all. A special guest close to our hearts that we've known since the day we stepped on this campus. So to fill you guys in, uh, Andrea, also known as Dre. Dre, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre <laughs> was our fraternity chef for my, my four years. Yeah, I know you're my three. three. Yeah. You're three. And uh, this year, you know, granted, we were missing the house. You know, at the same time, you might be missing the house, but we were, we were really missing you. So it's, uh, it's good to have you on. And it's good to be... Uh, Good to be talking about, uh, I guess, some of the myths that we had about what what went on with behind the scenes. With Stories that I this. have locked in the vault. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say I'm prob- probably the only female that has entered this house that will leave without having sex with anybody <laughs> in this house. Am I correct? Every have, female? Have you, have you met Steve? Steve? Uh, <laughs> Oh, Dre. By the way, she's wearing a hazmat suit. I am. Suit. I went to Home Depot today. Can you listen? It's the, uh, I don't know what it's made out of. Like nylon? Is yeah. That... And I ha- I wanted to get one of those like hats that cover your hair to protect it oh, from yeah, like, yeah. paint, but didn't have one. But I figured since we're in the ghetto, I have a shower cap on. <laughs> so, and I have shoe covers and a mask. Just in case. But for the audience out there, I'm very impressed. It's clean. It doesn't smell like ass. I don't see any vomit. Um, I don't have my black light, so I don't know what. No, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Anyway. Nothing, nothing like that goes on down there. Okay. Well, someone did sleep that. Don't <laughs> um, talk about it. <laughs> These right. couches are actually cleaner than the couches at Pike. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Wow, I'm impressed. Wow, you have a bathroom in it. Oh, that looks kind of gross. But <laughs> yes, right. that's the party bathroom. Oh. All right. Um, so, should we start with some questions for Dre? Or, Dre, let's, let's give a little background. Uh, which houses you've worked at, where you are now, what you're doing. Okay. So, I started off with Fiji. Probably the most, um, I don't want to say, the everyone had like a misconception about, oh, everyone had a misconception about them. But they were like my first love because it was a good three years. And then they fucked up. They got kicked off in 2013, and then I joined Pike probably towards the end of September 2013. And then you guys fucked up, (laughs) and then got dissolved, and now I'm at Lafayette. And the house is what house at Lafayette? Oh, sorry. Kai-Fi. Oh, okay. So um, I guess we'll start off with some basic questions for you, Dre. What... What are the differences between working at Kai-Fi and say work when you were working at Lehigh at Pike or Fiji? Um, oh. With the people, the house, the, well, the, the freedom. The difference is, first of all, the house I'm at now is back from uh, being away for 13 years. So they're like really in line. They have a strong alumni presence. Um, and they're actually great. And the guys are, you know, really nice, but it's different because 
they own the house. Yeah. So they have really nice things. They're on top of everything. And um, they don't really use my kitchen because the kitchen and the dining room on, are on two different levels. So my kitchen is actually clean when I come in. Nobody spits loogies in the sink. You know, there's not food. I mean, it's just... No dip spit cups. Yeah, all it's just... It's total. It's it's totally different. Oh, wow. Well, so, I'm sure it's a much more relaxed environment, which I guess... I feel like you like an energetic environment. I mean, though. it is, but then, like, part of what I loved about the job was that it was that interaction that I had with everybody. And yeah. that kind of made it more special because I get to know you guys on a different level and, like, you know, what's going on in your personal lives. And yeah. it was just fun. Like, you know, if you go on my Instagram, the last picture I took on my last day was the kitchen completely was empty. It was like that stark black and white picture and it was of the island. And like that represented, I mean, so much stories and laughs went went on around that island. Yeah. It's just like, a, it, it's like a home, yeah. you know? And that's, I don't know, I, I really miss that. No, I do too. Yeah, and that so. was even, it's not just with Pike, it was like with Fiji too. You know, like when you go to someone's house for a holiday, where do they all gather? In the kitchen around the island. And that's how it was there. Yeah. A lot of ridiculous stories, but it was, I don't know. It was, it was, it's definitely a fun time. It was, it was a fun time in my life. So I guess I'll start off with the, with the question here. What is, what is like the, the, your, the one thing that, you know, like lunch gets canceled every once in a while, dinner gets canceled. What's like the turning point? What's what, what's it for you where you're just like, I can't cook now. There's no way I can do it. Like when it was, I mean, last year, like the kitchen was just a shit storm. Yeah. Where it's just like, and Sundays sucked. And for years, I always wanted you guys to have your chapter meetings like on a weekday because coming in on a weekend was just ridiculous because like it's like walk on the floor like your feet stick to the floor because there's stuff everywhere you oh, know smashed crazy. eggs the food and it's just that I, I hated and like last year I don't know how many times like Max was like you're not cooking you're not you know what I mean like yeah. I missed so many days last year because just like how the dynamic in the house was yeah. and the dishes like nobody doing their dishes and having to like rummage through like greasy food crusted plates to get like like use one utensil and yeah wasn't fun actually it, like the list is going on now missing <laughs> equipment broken equipment you know yeah well, speaking of max miller um he actually wanted to ask you a question and left a voicemail so this has this is gonna be good. Hey y'all, this is Max from uh, New Jersey. Long time listener, first time caller. Great content, boys. Appreciate it. Get you through the work day. I uh, heard y'all are having Dre on today, and my question for Dre is: I want to know the biggest logistical issue that you run into cooking for sixty to eighty guys on a, on a daily, weekly basis, whether it be. Um, talking to the distributor to get food there, whether it be communicating with the members that you cook for, uh, et cetera. So if you could just give some insight on that, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Bye. I thought he was going to ask like a smart ass question about quiche, but he asked this like very serious question. 
Um, for me, it was that dirtbag driver from the vendor that I hated. Remember that guy that was late all the time yeah. that looked like, uh, oh my God, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Do you remember? No, I remember everything would always be late. Yeah, that that to me, that was like the biggest issue because if the food's late, then I have to put out your lunch late. And it's like, I don't know, I'm sweating. I'm, yeah, I'm sweating thinking about it. Like you guys come in, you're like, oh, is lunch ready yet? And yeah. It's like, no. or So that's... Max, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> um, would any of our additional guests like to ask any questions to Trey? Yeah, so one question I was really uh, wondering was, Dre, who could you just absolutely not stand while you were, you know, cooking for Pike? Like, there had to be just one person. Scott Dorf. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. You fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're a nice person now, but you just, you did. And I don't understand it. I just don't understand. Everyone, like, followed your lead, and it just, I don't know. You got what you wanted, but I hope you're happy. <laughs> there we go. Um, and then Saral had a few more serious questions. Uh, is, is there any... What is your favorite part about working with frat boys? I think like and your least favorite part also. It's like the it's the bond that I that I have. So like yeah. when there was like a brother who was just like uh, like didn't you know wasn't really like engaging, it like bugged the shit out of me because I don't know it just I always that was part of it, you know. And it's nice even like with the Fiji guys, they're probably like thirty like now. They're probably like don't want to admit it, but it's nice to see like that group that graduated 2011 like a lot of them are engaged got married so it's nice to see like that transition yeah, into good. like a different you know yeah. part of their life what was your least favorite part other than the place being trashed all the time i think that that was really it yeah. no, that's fair. i mean that's really that just because like I can't do my job, like it would just piss me off that I would come in, I gotta clean up after you guys, and it's just like sometimes it's really gross, you know. I thought uh, actually one of the one of like the, the best things that we did at least when we were when we were together for three years was when we started that Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, that was real. That was really good. Yeah, especially that first year because. A lot of the brothers that kind of segregated themselves actually came up, right. and I thought that was really yeah. good. Yeah, it was, those were always like a good, like, heartwarming. Yeah, we started. Yeah. We started with the roast, you know, yeah, great, great the brotherhood bonding and, experience, and then yeah, and, and it, it was just like great, great communication yeah. between yeah. us, just saying like, what's the best day for you? When can you get all this stuff in? But that's what a certain dinner. Like when I was with Fiji, they had something every Thursday night it was family dinner and it was like a half hour later than usual it was like at 6 30 we usually did something like nicer like steaks or whatever but if you wanted to come eat you had to come in like a dress shirt tie oh, really? sport coat and if you didn't you weren't you could eat but you weren't allowed to eat with the guys yeah and it seems like kind of extreme but it really kind of built this like family atmosphere and like surprisingly majority of the guys came dressed the way they wanted to yeah. and but I mean I don't know but that it's a different 
house, a different mindset. So I don't know if that, you know, would have worked at Pike, but. I I think, I think the biggest thing is like the generation gap. Yeah. They were more like old school tradition as like crazy as, you know, stuff went on. They still had these like old school traditions that they like, they like to keep up. And I don't know if, when I would tell people that they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it, it's kind of neat, you know? Yeah. Um, we have a question. You remember Thomas Day? Yes. He has a question. Who were her five most hated people of all time in Pike? But I can't really think of anybody. There's like people that I didn't really care for. Yeah. But it wasn't like, who, oh man, who's group? All right, so what if we change the question to five people you didn't particularly care for? Okay, hate, I thought like Sir, Sir Sock was kind of douchey, you know. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Spencer, like, I got along with, but he definitely ran hot and cold sometimes. Um, but it wasn't like I didn't dislike them. They, yeah. Their class was kind of weird because that happened when the whole FMA debacle happened with the embezzlement. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, what was all the houses like shut down. The food people, like, the people who, like, the corp. Yeah, and basically, like the house is kind of shut down because there's no money, and that it happened at a time where that pledge class was was pledging. So, like normally, that's a time where I get to know all you guys, yeah. and because of no money, I didn't work, so I was done like in March. So when I came back, and they didn't really have to do anything because there was nothing to do with the house. Yeah. So it was a very weird time. Yeah. Indeed. I I guess this is very like broad and like open ended, but what about um what is the most ridiculous thing that you've walked into when like walking into work? At Pike or just of all t- of all I guess let, let's go Pike first and then Yeah. Pike just, had just to be Pike. the I don't Two feet long. Yeah. <laughs> this was like Brent. This was before. This was before you guys. What? Do you guys know where it is? No. 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 What? What are you laughing no. at? We're you didn't think I'd say this? this? <laughs> we to- honestly, I totally forgot that that was a thing. They made when yeah when Foster um, when Foster and I were pledging together, like obviously like you know Foster. Yeah. Um, they made Foster carry around the dildo wherever he went, <laughs> whether it be in his backpack or like if he was at a party, he'd have to carry it over his shoulder. I love it. Yeah. Just because of how like annoying he could be that he had to do that. <laughs> but no, that was like every day. I don't know. I mean, I actually have pictures of that on my Instagram. I'd come in and it was hanging like from the ceiling, you know, and and I didn't want to touch it. Like I would text my husband. I'm like, look what's what's here. But it was like hanging like, I would be like cooking and it was hanging like over my head. And the next day I come in, it's in the spice cabinet. Like it, every day it was like an adventure. Like, ooh, where's the dildo today? So that's like ridiculous. That was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, no, that funny. is, that is ridiculous. Uh. Just like, I don't know, just crazy, just cra- I don't know, just crazy. It's, yeah. It's, it's hard. Who, what was that kid's Connor... Oh my God! Brocious? No, the Mitchell? other. He was the one that roomed with Sir Sock for a while. Mugen, Mugen, yeah, Mugen. No. Oh, he was even oh, before. Oh, Connor Babbitt. Yeah. 
again, go on my Instagram. He created this, like, he took all the dining room chairs and created this, like, sculpture. Somehow <laughs> intertwined them and that, but, I mean, that wasn't, like, ooh, scandalous. But I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Dre, remember when we had the uh, stowaway cat? Yes. And you donated the uh, cat tree? Yes, I, because, um, who was it? Yeah, Actually, those Lenny. douchey people who... Whose house was it at originally? Your, it was your house, right, where the cat lives. But you. isn't that the house where Spencer lived, and they were just going to throw it out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so... Oh, that was funny. Um, over the summer, they, they caught the really tiny straight cat. Yeah. And... Um, what, did it... Wasn't it Mitch? It was me, Mitch, Connor, and Mike. Like, kind of, like, started really taking care of it, and then we realized we should not be having a cat in the house ran by five or six drunk guys. And then it got shipped up to Pike, Pike in Lenny's and room. Then to Lenny's room and then to Lenny a, donated some Lenny girl gave it to some yeah. yeah, some girl in Kendo's grandma took it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was like a month. And then Lenny's like, I can't do this anymore. Cause then I brought in that like professional cat tree and I bought it like a Water fountain yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, his room smelled like. Yeah, it was also crazy. Well, though, because it was. I mean, his room's so small, but yeah. Yeah, but the cat had a single. Well, meanwhile, everyone else was in like four doubles <laughs> and four triples. And Lenny, yeah. yeah. I was so. Wor- I just. I was worried about that cat, but you know, it's. I thought, oh, you guys are gonna let it out. It's gonna get trampled on at a party. Yeah. But no. It was cute. That was probably the only cat I've ever liked. That was not a big, not that was a big a cute cat person. That was You're a not? Cute chill cat. I don't see the appeal of a cat over a dog. I just All don't. Right. How, how, how about this? You ready? Yes. You're able to go in a time machine back to any point where you were working in Pike. What, like, what year like, are you going back to? Um, it would be the year where you guys pledged and you guys were in the house so you guys were sophomores so what year was that 2016 we pledged and Which it, is when you're talking about their pc yeah and then when uh atia was president that was like yeah pretty much it was right prior yeah yeah um, probably those yeah i think it was like a good two those two years yeah no those were definitely the best years yeah so dre then who were your favorite people in pike <sighs> really well, yeah, we, you had no problem saying who you hated. So. Obviously, <laughs> like you, Alex, Brendan, Atia. I think those are like my top, my top four. Well, I'm honored to be in your top four. Because though, I only say that because those are the people that I still like keep in contact, like text-wise and stuff. I'm here, right? Yes, and it was to talk about like Pike. We had this plan to like, you know, make it better. Like, you know... It was basically who to kick out, and I saw the seek. I well, here's the thing: I saw the, the list. I really? Saw, yes, I saw the list of who to debrotherize. Oh, that might have been the biggest scandal of last year. Heads rolled. Was any was anyone in this room right now on that list? No. Okay. It was mostly the it was mostly the the freshmen, but then there were people on there. I was like, no, like. I don't know, like, I don't know if they did it, like, by grades or whatever, but I remember seeing the list, like, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, like, this big plan, like, 
Brendan was supposed to like take over. Howard was going to step down, and then yeah. it just imploded. Yeah. Wow. Well, should we tr- should we uh, go on to the triggered segment? I think so. So what's that, Dre? Or you want to explain the triggered segment? Or? All right. So the triggered segment is you name something that just like triggers you in your everyday life. So for example, something that I've mentioned is. Um, when you go to a hotel and they tuck the, uh, okay. the sheets and the blanket and it's like airtight. Oh, I have some struggle. good. All right. All right. Um, Eric has mentioned when you, uh, when he drives people around in his car and they trash it and don't clean up after itself. And, uh, yeah, that's. So how many can I say? You if I say more than one, are you going to label me as crazy or? No, but no. I would. I would, if you want to do more than one, definitely make it like a couple that are you feel very strongly about. Okay. Um, here's my here's okay. When I go to a concert and I go see a band that I like, I can pick out the people that got tickets for free that aren't really fans. Yeah. That don't know like the songs. That pisses me off. I want to kick them out. You know that yeah. that's my trigger point. Or what do you call it, trigger? Trigger. Another one is like when I go to like a convenience store and I'm held up by somebody buying cigarettes in front of me because it takes longer than usual. Yeah. And um, God, I know I have more. People bumping into me in public, like bumping into my ass in public. <laughs> I don't know why that that bugs me. I think it would bug a lot of people. <laughs> um, my neighbor not cleaning up his leaves and we get all his leaves on my lawn and. We're stuck. Like, just like, I don't know, I feel like old complaining about that no, shit, but no, I think that's a like a trigger, yeah. yeah. Do you have a trigger, Max? Oof, right on, right on the spot. Let me think about this. Eh, you know what? I do. Um, this is, so when you're driving and you want to let someone in and, you know, you, you let them go in, you don't need to, and they don't give you the courtesy way back, I'm kind of just like, well, that... Way back, that, yeah. that happened to us today. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, happened I to us today. Max let this guy walk walk by. Max definitely had the right away. Guy didn't wave back, and Max was just like, "No, no courtesy no, wave. No respect these days." That give bugs me, my husband. Give me the wave. <laughs> Anything, deuces. Could even you even take the finger. I would have taken a finger there. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what really triggers me? What? Philadelphia sports fans. Oh, oh. boy. You know, they have been so shitty in every single sport for like the last 10 years. And you hear nothing. You hear nothing. And now they're decent in all these sports and they can't shut up. You know what I'm saying? And it just triggers me. I think all sports fans are like that. We have a special guest. Um, (laughs) So uh, my triggered is actually related to driving as well. It's when you're in a parking lot and... There's a, a spot opens up and you wanna you put your blinker on. You're waiting for the person to pull out. You could be waiting there ten minutes, and then some asshole from around the corner swoops in and takes your spot while you've been waiting there. And you tell them I've been waiting here, and they don't give a shit. And then you're another driving pet peeve. Yes. Or I'm sorry, uh, trigger. And I got some bad road rage, so. I, I oh, you know what? I have a trigger that's fraternity related oh let's hear it um here's one and this is not um related to pike but i would say in all aspects of fraternity boys 
when I get a request like they want some type of low carb meal or quinoa or that bullshit, and I know how many drugs you're doing that night, <coughs> how many beers you're drinking, I hate that or I hated that. I don't get that now, but that was like a trigger for me. It's almost like being pen, uh, penny wise and dollar foolish. Exactly. You know? But with food. Food and drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, oh, I eat so clean. Oh, I'm going to drink 24 beers tonight and black out. And, yeah. Not... I, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, what was your favorite meal to cook for us? Oh, my God. That, I don't know. I can't really. Say what was easy, but what was also, like, good and easy. Like, it wasn't. Like... Anything. Like a bar, like a burger bar or a slider bar. Yeah. I like I like hot burrito. dogs and burgers. Those were always good. Nobody eats the wieners. I Not even at my wieners. new house. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think this would actually be a good question. Why don't Why don't you ask us a question? We have six people here who've eaten your food for about three years. Any questions you have up? You have to ask us. It related to anything? Anything. Um, oh my God. This is really weird. Like, what's your favorite memory of... Is there anything that, like, stands out with, like, me being there that you were like, oh, that was fun, or... I... Well, one of my memories is freshman year when it was, like, me, Tom, and... That was the best, yeah. Lunch cleans and... We had Talk Tuesdays. Yeah, Talk Tuesdays. And you would always stay an extra few minutes so we could finish up so we wouldn't get, like... In, tr- yeah. in trouble. In trouble, yeah. In trouble once you I left. used to tell everybody, you're safe in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm like... Cause, but once you were gone, it was fair game, yeah. you know? So I appreciated that you would always stay with us and make sure we were safe and sound and getting the job done. So that's your... That's your that, was, that was a good time. Yeah. Wait a minute. Speaking of Pike, does anybody here know who one of the new Bachelor contestants is? Yeah. Oh! Ryan Spurko. Apparently, he's a, apparently he's, he apparently he got cut either like the first night or um, like pre-filming. That really that's rumor. Oh my me. god, we got oh my god Seaside. Look at this, my boys. This is like a. Reunion. So he got cut? Uh, that is the rumor. Like, oh. that, like, he was... I don't know why. I was hoping that he didn't, because I... Well, I don't have any footage of him dancing shirtless. Uh, I sort of wanted to see him on the show. Thought yeah. I could get a couple laughs out of that. Yeah. I could see him coming in, like, his intro to, like, meeting the... Oh, movie. here's a question. Out of all the... Like, in your class, who would be a good contestant for The Bachelor? Aaron. Yeah. JJ Cassis. <laughs> Aaron wrote it from ours. Yeah, we from ours. Really? So why JJ? I think JJ would because I think that if you give JJ a couple weeks, like his niceness will come out, and like his his like really really weird parts about him will like make him really funny and likable. What? I guess does? it's more so I'd really like to see JJ on the bachelor. <laughs> Can you say Aaron? From from your yeah, class. Aaron's just kind of a player, I guess. You know, huh? He he gives every he would give if he was the bachelor he would give every girl, 
Like he wouldn't he wouldn't write What about the off. Booth brothers? <laughs> I want to talk about the Booth brothers. You and your brother drove the girls on Lehigh campus wild. I mean oh, yeah. <laughs> You too, Jay? What? You too? Well, you know what's funny? Like your brother, like all his shit that he went through with his relationships. Like but it just seemed like you and Quinn, like the girls just like were lined up around the block for you guys. Don't you agree? Like that he should be the next Bachelor contestant. Maybe, maybe, maybe next season. What? Sorrel wasn't cute enough for that. I'm thinking about somebody who's like <laughs> suave, got. I mean, don't I just see? I don't know. I see you being out of you and Quinn being like the next Bachelor. I can't believe I'm talking to you in this outfit. I wore my, did you see I wore my hazmat out? My, so I want to get like yeah, any DNA on me. Yeah, I was so confused by what you were wearing. Well, Eric texted me and he's like, it's going to be at our house. I'm like, do I have to wear a hazmat suit? He's like, yes. <laughs> so I wore this, I wore this, I didn't know what I was going to be sitting on. Is it dirty? Do you think it's that dirty? Your house? No, I'm, ac I'm actually very impressed. Ladies, come Great. to 303 Fifth Avenue for a good time. Well then like, Monday or Tuesday of that week, I get this like message from him. He's like, hey, if I like take you out to dinner, would you like forget about the whole incident? And I was like, well, this is like fucked. <laughs> so then I went to Connor Press, who's fucking awesome. He was another great guy, president. I said, look, this is what happened. Take care of it. And he did. And that was the end of it. That was the only time, this is my ninth year doing this job, that that ever happened. And it figures it happened from him. Yeah. So, and I just kind of like, when he like come to the house, I'm just like, hey, whatever. But I don't know. He, now you know it's not a myth. It's always in the back. Yeah. I call it Titgate because. Trey, I have another question for you. Yes. So one story that sticks out in my mind is uh, Noah, I think, during our sophomore year, it was either Thanksgiving break or pacing break or maybe Christmas break. Him and I think it was Cole or maybe somebody else got like blacked out and it was like a Thursday or Friday before everybody left since they like weren't leaving. I get it must have been pacing break, whatever. So pretty much moral of the story is I remember you saw how blacked out they were. Oh, they wore those costumes. They wore right? the Santa costumes yes. and you were like uh, you were like, I cannot believe this. So my question for you is what is the funniest story that you have being a fraternity house chef with a drunk person? Oh, oh my God, Pike or just in all in general? Well, like with the fraternity house, yeah, Pike. Yeah, okay, a Pike would be. I mean, there's a lot, but um, oh, Brian. Russell. Brian Nelson. Nelson. Brian, who? How can I say this? Was never really official. Brian Russell. Uh, Tall Brian. Yeah. I I'm sorry. I love that guy. When he came up and he had like a construction worker outfit on and it was like nine in the morning or 10 in the morning, like I'm talking like he was trying to recreate like the guy from the village people. He had the construction hat on, the vest. I don't even know if he had shorts on, and but he was carrying like a half bottle, it was half consumed bottle of brandy or whatever. And he's like, woo! He's like screaming and then he just like passed out on the kitchen floor <laughs> like just like sprawled out like that I mean I mean, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really see you guys drunk a lot. Yeah You know, it was just it was different because I wasn't around 
for like parties. Yeah. Any other questions? But Noah and Cole in those in those costumes was pretty funny. But it was funny for me because both of you never really, you guys were real quiet, at least around me. You know, I'd be like, hey, Noah, hey. You know, especially Cole, like Cole, like you can't, I'm sorry, Cole, but you don't really say much. I mean, just, so when you guys came in, like, as a duo, that was pretty awesome. Oh, and the hats too, the got the hats that you those hats. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And that was another well, thing, always trying to put out fires, like, head. you know, Who don't fires? No, but Oh hiding those hats, you know, uh, I'm like, Oh, we're going to spring break, gotta hide those hats and someone's like, We'll just hide them and I remember taking those hats home. You know, <laughs> like it was ridiculous. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is on these hats. Like I kept, I think I put them in a bag, you know. That's what I felt too. Like, I always had to like look out for you guys. Like, don't do this because this is gonna happen. You know. I'll make more people listen. Yeah. Or like guys coming in the kitchen with like hospital visitor pass on their shirt. I'm like, take that off. <laughs> um, should I do more questions, Jerry? Do you have any other things you would like to say, or questions to us as a, a closing? questions then if you don't have quite you can give some final words words of wisdom wisdom I don't know I thought um, I don't know it was definitely like really good like good memories like with you and Fiji and like what I was saying earlier is that like at the end of the day you know, whether you're in Pike or like another house, like you guys are all the same. You have the same problems, same yep. issues, and um, that's it. Yeah. Well, Trey, we appreciate you coming back to Bethlehem. Thanks for having for me. House. We I'm yeah. glad I didn't thank, really need thank my Thank you very much. <laughs> it's been awesome to see you again. It's been and, awesome uh, to see you guys. You know, it's in a totally different atmosphere. It's kind of weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we should have cooked her dinner tonight. We should have. Well, we'll go out to dinner soon. What do you have, like, Stouffer's, like, hungry, what is it, those? Ramen. The TV dinners? I have a piece of lasagna. <laughs> Did you make it? Well, my mother made it. Oh. Yeah, but... Alright, well, this is uh, episode six of Yabo Podcast, Get Busy Living. Signing off. Have a yabtastic day. <laughs>